the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. little cooling off with a hot market. You've heard about cooling stations being set up all along the Pacific Northwest. We're seeing that right here, right now. A couple of weeks ago, it was 114 degrees in Portland. Not so much today. What's going on? I'm not sure if I 100% believe global warming. I'm not sure I 100% believe it's not there. I know that there's big, big, there's a lot of evidence leaning that way. But I can't say it's 100%, right? But that doesn't matter because I don't matter in the global picture of those kind of things. Um, Our economies are moving towards less fossil fuels. That should help in theory. I don't know. Not a global scientist. I'm a market scientist. The stock market's cooling off. It got too hot. Today, we're down 400 points on the Dow. The S&P 500 looks to break a seven-day winning streak. Have you ever played craps or roulette or slots or, I don't know, and you hit seven in a row, you're like, I should probably walk away. That hesitation of pulling one more arm on the bandit, it's in your gut, and it's playing out on Wall Street today. Long-term rates are problematic. The 10-year treasury has fallen on 1.41%, maybe a little bit lower as the morning goes on. Oil prices are at almost $76 a barrel, hitting a six-year high. That's not good on the fear of inflation in the U.S. economy and world economies. That's not good. The expectations of global oil supply is going to tighten in the near term as we're heading back. And I saw that travel this weekend was bigger than it was the last holiday weekend, which was bigger than it was the last holiday weekend. So we're, we, we're wanting to travel. That's going to have an interesting play on home to Epo and Lowe's. In the last few years, I've been wanting to work on my garden. I've been wanting to paint the walls. I've done much of that. Now I want to go out and party. I want to go out on vacation. Someone else is going to come to my home and, and fix up the paint on my walls and fix up the do-it-yourself projects. So Home Depot and Lowe's has to adjust for this. Bloomberg is reporting this morning that an Israeli study of Pfizer vaccine showed it to be less effective against the Delta variant than previous strains. Importantly, though, it still had a high efficacy rating of 93% in preventing serious illness and hospitalization. A book, a story right out of a book, right? Those who've been vaccinated live, those who don't deteriorate. The world of the haves and the have-nots rule on. American Express is higher today after Goldman Sachs upgraded it to a buy, whereas fellow Dow component 3M is down 1% after Credit Suisse downgraded stock to a neutral. First half of the year is in the books. We've had a great run. Second half of the books, it's going to be a little bit more of a tougher climb, and you have to prove it. 
as far as indices go and individual stocks. The long-term rates dipping will be good for the housing market, staying overheated, and it's got a lot of people pissed off. The Fed's buying back mortgage securities. The 10-year treasury is under 1.4%. People can still get cheap mortgages. And we feel like, wait, wait, aren't real estate prices going crazy on the upside? Yes. And typically when things go crazy, it's like, oh, I don't know. Have you ever had a friend do cocaine? And he starts out really cool and he does another line of cocaine. And he gets a little bit more angsty and he does another line of cocaine and he, he loses his mind and he ends up arrested by the police that night. That's kind of where we are in the housing and the stock market, in my opinion, where the party of low interest rates and federal stimulus money is behind us. Now we have to have the jobs. Now we have to have the earnings. Now we have to support the economy. And I know you're saying, Rob, you partied with cocaine. I, you know, what's really interesting. I grew up in a military family overseas and I never thought of doing drugs. We lived in Turkey at one point in time, and there was a highly documented case of an American smuggling drugs, or was he or wasn't he, was it planted or not, going to life for prison kind of thing. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that, Rob, because you're going to get your dad into a lot of So I didn't ever really party. Um, I've actually never been in a room where I've seen a person do a line of cocaine. That's how innocent I am. I've seen people do a lot worse. I've seen some crazy stuff in private rooms at parties but I've never seen anyone pull out. Have you? What percentage of Americans do we think have been at a party where, where it gets kind of out of hand? A lot of people think the real estate party and the stock investing party is getting a little bit out of hand. The streaming wars are on. We'll talk about that as the show evolves. The honeymoon is over. The easiest period of the pandemic where we're locked up wanting to watch things. It's passed. Now it's like, where do we go from here? During the pandemic, I watched Stranger Things twice, once with my younger son, then once with my older son. Never watched an episode before that. Couldn't get into it. Now, both kids are wanting for the next season, next season, next season. When's it coming? When's it coming? I think my kids are starting to awaken to the female, um, how shall we say, chemistry. Like Millie Bobby Brown. We want to see more Millie Bobby Brown. And now she's dating the son of, oh, you don't even want to know. I'm not that kind of show. But Netflix has 208 million paying customers who spend about $14.25 a month. Disney's got about 103 million, not shabby, but they only spend about $3.99 a month. We'll talk about that as the show goes on. Show goes on. Um, Let's take a look at the markets because it's been one of those opens that have gotten worse as the day goes on. And that's about still true. So maybe a little bottoming action being put in or a little, let's figure out if this is it for the day. Dow's down, it was down 400, now it's down 380. The NASDAQ's down 20 after being up 20. Russell 2000's down 40%, uh, 40 points, not 40%. That would be a much bigger story. Um, Not a lot of love on the markets. But again, after seven up days, what do we expect? It's like going to Vegas. At some point in time, your luck's going to end. This isn't that. This is just a tired run. It's a pause that refreshes. Now, is it a pause that takes one day, three days, three months, three years? One never knows. We don't get that kind of clarity on outlier events like high oil prices leading to somewhere problematic. But the 10-year treasury is telling us something's not quite right in this economy. It's, It's a little bit smarter than you and I on the face of looking at things. It's looking down the road and saying something's hiccupy here. 
And maybe it's the inflation of oil. Maybe it's the inflation inside the economy. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more, dedicated to getting you to retirement. Today is the day that Amazon CEO is stepping down. I want to flush this out, flesh it out, whatever the word is, flush it down the toilet, flesh it out. I don't know what that means, but it is what it is, right? Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos, is retiring. The company is 27 years old today. So it seems to go hand in hand with his stepping down. He's handing the baton to Andy Jassy, a 24-year Amazon veteran who built and ran Amazon Web Services, which is a dominant cloud computing business. Amazon's business sparkled during the pandemic to the point that it pissed some people off while it gave others a great respite from having to go to the store. But it pisses people off. Like, how how did you not get hit and shut down? And it, it, it looks a little predatory that they're able to f- succeed when others fail. Amazon's business sparkled, though. Sales spiked 44%, the company's best growth rate since 2011. As you get bigger, it's tougher to, to impress. Typically, when you're growing from one inch to two inch, wow, my, my tapeworm just grew 100%. But when you're you know, 60 inches, it's very, very tough to grow to 120 inches. So growth rates stuff, uh, stagger as companies get bigger. Amazon hired 500,000 people last year, boasting their total staff to over 1.3 million. They're huge. Huge enough to start their own healthcare company. Supplying, supplying healthcare to their employees and taking that business away from HMOs and PPOs. Amazon web sales grew to an annualized run rate of over $50 billion. Now, let me just throw something down there for you because I know you probably don't know this. Amazon's sales, Amazon Web Services, so it's their enterprise arm that basically sells internet services to businesses. It grew over $50 billion. That makes them bigger than Oracle, SAP, and Salesforce combined. That's pretty humbling. Amazon's online retail business had revenue of $52.9 billion. That's up 41%. Subscription services, mostly Amazon Prime, had revenue of $7.6 billion. That's up 36% year over year. It's a run rate of $30 billion a year, which is bigger than... Netflix. So their subscription service is bigger than Netflix. Their uh, enterprise business is bigger than Oracle, SAP, and Salesforce. Next year, Amazon's going to overtake uh, Walmart as the top sales. It could be as early as this year. Amazon's market value is now $1.7 trillion, which trails just Apple, Microsoft, as three biggest companies in the United States. Their stock could be interesting because it's only up 6% for the year versus 15% for the S&P 500 index, taking a break. Very similar to the way how Apple has not, it's tough to say underperformed. It's not a bad year. It's just not as good as the S&P 500. The success story of Apple's handing the baton between Steve Jobs to Tim Cook now makes us go, huh, I wonder what's going to happen with the CEO turnover at Amazon, because we know the Apple success story, but here's the cautionary side. 
Steve Ballmer, once upon a time, took over from Bill Gates, and it didn't go well. And he stayed in the role for 14 years. The stock went nowhere for 14 years under Ballmer. And since he stepped down and put in Satchin Nadella, stock's done fantastic. Don't tell me CEOs don't matter. Amazon's e-commerce growth could slow the economy as the economy reopens. The challenge for Jassy is to engineer a soft landing as people go, you know what? I don't mind going back to the store. So I'm going to cancel that subscription to Amazon Prime. The regulators are breathing hot and heavy trying to catch Amazon. A lot of attention, especially tied towards their pending $8.5 billion bid for studio firm MGM. And the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has a new chair, Linda Kahn. She's built her career in part focusing on Amazon and their market dominance. So if there's anyone in government who could become a major thorn to Amazon, it's her. She's young and she's a hot shot attorney. In 2017, she wrote a now famous Yale Review article called Amazon's Antitrust Paradox. Amazon formally asked Khan to recuse herself from any involvement in antitrust matters because that's how scared of they are of her. Worst case scenario, one reflected as a package of bills under consideration by our legislators right now. The House of Representatives could force Amazon to shed operations to directly compete with customers, meaning it's third-party retailers. So you're either going to get Amazon goods delivered to you, like the Kirkland brand of Costco. But doesn't Costco get to sell third-party goods as well as their own? Uh Uh-huh. It's going to be a very, very tough uh, antitrust case to stick. The more subtle risk in everyone's eyes is on Amazon's ability to grow through acquisition. The outcome of the MGM transaction will serve as an important test case. To most people, paying $8.5 billion for MGM was about $2.5 billion too much. So other studios looked at it and said, $6 billion looks right. MGM kept shopping around and Amazon said, we'll pay way more than that. That's not necessarily a good thing to do if you're trying to not get the regulators to notice you. Saying, we got enough cash to buy whatever we want, whenever we want. Amazon also has big issues right now with labor. In Bessemer, Alabama, the facility there rejected a unionization vote. The company's making a big push to be known as the Earth's best employer, the Earth's safest place to work. But for right now, they're a big target of big labor in the United States. At its annual convention late last year, the Teamsters approved measures to support a broad unionization push for Amazon's workforce. If the union were to succeed and unionize Amazon, stock would get shellacked. Amazon has these some of the parts that are way worth more than what their stock is right now. I think the stock looks like a buy if you think they're going to get broken up. In a worst case scenario, I think the stock could look like maybe a a neutral if you think the Teamsters are going to succeed. If you think the new CEO who ran the Amazon Web Services, Anthony Jassy, if you think he's going to be the next Steve Ballmer, you sell the stock. But if you think he's going to be the next Tim Cook, you buy the stock. Even in the worst case scenario on Amazon, I kind of like it. If Amazon Web Services were a standalone business and awarded the same multiples as red hot companies like Snowflake, it'd be worth $4 trillion. Again, it's just under $2 trillion. 
that's a lot of growth. Anyhow, I am digressing. Some other top stories that Nintendo's pricing of a new Switch. Wait, wait, a new console? Not quite. It's an Nintendo Switch upgraded version. It's got a larger screen that uses OLED technology. Someone needs to buy a Nintendo. I'll be quite honest with you. Video games are not going away. And beloved video companies like Nintendo um, will have their place in history. And, you know, my kid who likes Pokemon will grow up and he'll make his, like I made my kids watch the Star Wars movies. My kids will grow up and make their kids watch Pokemon or something like that, right? It's not going away. The new Switch will be $350. Other big stories of note, Richard Branson's going to fly in a Virgin Galactic test flight on Sunday to go into space. Marvel's Black Widow comes out Friday. Oil prices are rising after OPEC meeting ended in acrimony. The issue right now is the oil cartel. About one-third of the global crude oil production. They can't get along. Production coming out of OPEC is down from pre-pandemic levels. The group has already had the capacity to produce more. And with oil prices up 50% plus a year to date, there's going to be heat for them to do just that. A little later in the show, I'm going to talk about the streaming services. It has kind of dawned on me. I hate saying this, but I feel like we're through the pandemic. I don't really want to say that, but it's kind of dawned on me that the first phase of becoming a pandemic veteran, we, we, we've earned the pandemic veteran badge. Part of that was, we need streaming services. So in comes Disney+, Plus, in comes Hulu, in comes ESPN+, Plus, Comcast, Peacock, CBS, they have the Star Wars show. Does anyone, not Star Trek show, does anyone really want to pay for CBS other than the Star Trek show? I don't know. Americans spent 44% more time streaming video in the fourth quarter of 2020 than they did a year earlier. That's not proof that we are loving our, our streaming, but it's a little bit. Netflix has 208 million paying customers. The nicest thing about it is I can turn Netflix off tomorrow if I want it to. And my subscription's over. It's not like that crazy stuff that you had to go through Comcast where you called them and they're like, how about we give you HBO for free? And you're like, oh, no. I still like to cancel. Well, you're only a year into your contract for two years. So you have to pay for the next three months as a breakup fee. Hey, you vote for me. I'm going to end all breakup fees. And the girl gives the ring back. If you don't get married. Speaking of breakups, that's ridiculous. Disney plus has 103 million subscribers. Now what's interesting, the difference between Netflix, Netflix subscriber, 208 million, twice as much as Disney. But we're spending an average revenue per user at Netflix of $14.25 since Disney has $4.55. For ESPN Plus, for Disney Plus just itself, it's $3.99. WarnerMedia's HBO Max has 63 million subscribers. Again, Disney has got 103 million. Netflix has 208 million. The average revenue per user at Warner's HBO and HBO Max is $11.72. Number four is Amazon Prime. Number five is Disney's, Disney, uh, not Disney's, but NBC's Universal Peacock. We don't really know what a lot of data on them yet. Or on Stars, Viacom, CBS, or Discovery, or Apple. They're the pretenders, the contenders of the big three. Netflix, Disney, HBO Max. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black.
Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Happy July 6th. We're in the second half of the year. Year's having a great start. It's a great bull market. We had a bad March 2020, but really 10 plus years up. All things considered, I think most of us would take that. Of course, you should consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. NASDAQ's up 14, uh, not 14%, 13.6% for the year. The S&P 500's up 15.8% for the year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 13.66% for the year. Bitcoin struggling to thump the indices like it did last year. Bitcoin's up only 17%, so pretty close to where the S&P 500 is. 10-year treasury sits at very accommodative 1.44%. Oil is at a very problematic $76.78 a barrel, up 58% for the year. I would say congratulations to OPEC, but it's actually OPEC bungling things. They're trying to increase production on a unified basis, and they're not able to pull it off. Oil prices are expected to keep pushing higher if producers don't boost their output. This is, could be one of those outlier things. This could be one of those things that causes the market a little bit more of a, we're getting pissed off. Just when airlines are flying again, they don't need to be dealing with spiking oil. I'm not saying it's a major problem, but it is a problem starting to brew. The search for victims in Surfside, Florida, building collapse resumed after crews demolished what remained of the surface late Sunday night. The death toll rose to 28, 112 people still remain unaccounted for. That's how fast life can change. As I was going to bed last night, I watched a little bit of uh, online uh, CNN or some news. It could have been my local station, to be quite honest with you. I think I watched the 10 o'clock news. Don't tell anyone. And they showed the demolition, but they had like a national, that's what it was. It was local news, but they had a national feed of it. And they showed the demolition. I was like, they shouldn't be showing this. They're showing it because boys like to see buildings fall down, but there's, there's bodies there. We could wait. We could see a demolition of something else. We don't need to see that. Today, we ask what's next for Jeff Bezos. He's no longer the CEO of Amazon. Retired. Not too shabby, huh? At his career milestone, he hit $199 billion in fortune. He bought a $500 million super yacht. Signs point to him not spending a lot of time on it because he likes the hustle and the flow. Bezos' interest in space dates back to his teenage years when the high school valedictorian told the Miami Herald he wanted to build space hotels, amusement parks, and colonies for 2 million to 3 million people who'd be in orbit. Who knew? That's some good data. Or is uh, the legendary uh, sportscaster Gary Adams says, that's good knowledge. Mark Cuban sold his audio streaming company to Yahoo for $5.6 billion in 1999. He bought the NBA's Dallas Mavericks. I would imagine that Jeff Bezos will buy a sports team or two. He has exportedly expressed interest in owning an NFL franchise. So if you're the NFL owners right now, you're like, woo, Jeff Bezos just retired. He's going to be spending billions on a franchise. Let's go get one for him or let's sell one of ours. Now, Bezos owns the Washington Post 
and the Washington Football Club has an owner who's kind of snooty and not well liked, Daniel Snyder. Maybe. Hey, if you're trying to catch a ride in China today, it may be a little bit tougher to get the China version of Uber, a company called Didi. They went public in one of the largest IPOs of the past decade. Chinese regulators, though, stopped New Year's just from signing up. That's not exactly what you want in your fresh, hot IPO. Uh, we're not allowed to do business in our home country anymore. They ordered the removal of the app from the app stores in China. Stock plunged 20% today. It's having an issue with cybersecurity. The United States is having another issue with cybersecurity and ransomware. But China, they crack down on the companies and go, okay, we're shutting you down until we figure out what's going on. So far, out of all the publicly traded companies in the cybersecurity um, administration, the Cyberspace Administration China, that's what they actually call it, um, the only company to be shut down so far is Didi. It brings up a lot of thoughts, one of them being cybersecurity is here to stay if it's starting to hit uh, Asian companies. But also on top of it, it brings up the question of when you invest in Asia, when you invest in Chinese stocks, it's a little bit unlike the United States. It's not quite like these companies are going to uh, not be touched by the government. They will be touched by the government if they piss off the government in any way, shape, or form. A cybercrime organization claims to have infected 1 million systems across 17 countries. They're demanding 70 million in Bitcoin. Um, that's the story out there. And it's, again, a ransomware Tuesday. Russia-based Revel Group, it's R, Evil, Revel, Revel, their second widespread attack of the year. It extorted 11 million earlier from meat supplier JBS after forcing it to shut down its plants. They've gone after Colonial Pipeline. Joe Biden, he needs to look like a leader here. He's directing the full resources of the government to investigate the incident. He suggests the United States is prepared to respond if it turns out the Russian government's involved. That could be one of those things. You know, earlier I said that oil prices are a bit problematic as they creep above $75 a barrel. Russia tension could be... Pro- so it's, they're not big warnings. They're tiny ones. That's how it tends to work out. And after the fact, we may look back and go, oh, we can't operate a $90 barrel of oil. I'm just throwing it out there for you. Yesterday, I, or two days ago, I, I turned on the t- morning television and I saw Joey Chestnut. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't watch grown men or grown women eat 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. It's disgusting to me. Um, it doesn't work for me. I keep imagining worms inside hot dogs. Uh, Joey Chestnut beats his own record of 75 dogs last year. I know hot dogs are kind of an American thing, but I didn't grow up in the United States. So please forgive me to say that it's not for me. Only 1.0% of Africa's 1.3 billion people are fully vaccinated. We're seeing the highly contagious Delta variant causing fresh lockdowns and rising deaths in lower income countries across the globe. The Delta variant is hitting the U.S. South states hard, states that don't believe in science and are not fully vaccinated and have very low penetration numbers of vaccinations. It was 4th of July weekend, and we did see a lot of people partied. Now, in the next two to four weeks, we'll see if there's a big spike and or not in the United States. Tonight, we get a sports bonanza, though. Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns tip off in game one of the NBA Finals. What's refreshing? No Steph, no LeBron. Sorry to say that, but on occasion, it's like 
going to see a movie and it's not Brad Pitt or Leo DiCaprio, sometimes you like seeing fresh faces. I'm not a big basketball guy, but yeah, picking up what I'm putting down. Marvel's Black Widow arrives Friday, and that could be the summer blockbuster. Will it be a billion-dollar franchise this year? No. Will we get a billion-dollar movie this year? I don't think so. Richard Branson's going to fly into space on Sunday. So we're down to less than a week until a billionaire puts his tail in space. Woohoo! I'm not excited either. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. The Delta variant of COVID is causing more than 80% of the new COVID-19 infections in four U.S. states. It feels like Kansas, Arkansas, Missouri, and Connecticut have the highest proportion of Delta cases, according to the data. In Missouri, the highest infection, this Delta is causing more than 96% of the new cases. It is not a coincidence that they have one of the lowest rates of vaccinations, according to data analysts. Um, that's kind of, it's in the back of your head. Could this get ugly again? Israel's going to imp- reimpose COVID-19 restrictions this week as the Delta variant drives a rise in new cases. Two or three weeks ago, we were talking about India and Brazil. I don't want to talk too much about this because it sounds crazy. Um, I don't know. Nintendo unveils the new $350 Switch, $350 Switch featuring new OLED screen. There's still a big chip shortage. So I, I think I'm telling you that story because if you want one, you're going to have to get it early. And again, that comes into the supply and demand lessons and eBay and reselling it. If you get one, you might as well get two and resell the other one. It feels like that's not advice, but it's throwing it out there. CEO of a company called Okta has asked his 3,500 employees to email him about where they're going on vacation to remind them the importance of taking breaks. I like that. Their cloud software company, Okta, which I'll talk about in the near future, but as a good CEO, you say, there has to be a good work-life balance. Tell me where you're going on vacation. And so far, he said 950 out of the 3,500 have emailed him. And again, one of the big stories right now is we're burned out and rage quitting. May I advise you don't rage quit, have a plan. Um, it's one of the stories of 2021 as we reopen. People going back, people waiting for something better. The best mortgage rates right now, 15-year fixed, you can get for about 2.45%. That's an unbelievable number. 30-year fixed, 3.38%. An unbelievable number. Now, we saw it as under 3% last year. But historically, that's a pretty good number. A few years back, three to five years, I was stoked getting four and a quarter. Seven-year one, seven one-year arm, which most people should get. I'm not going to say that. Let me be careful. If you're buying a home that you're going to think you're going to be in for 30 years, you're probably not. I have a home now that's 12 years old and I'm getting out of it. I'm moving into a different location. I would have been better served with a 15-year fixed at 2.45% than a 30-year fixed at 3.3%. 
So if you're a young couple and you're buying a condo, there's a very good chance you're going to want to sell that in your lifetime as maybe you make a baby or your jobs change. Maybe there's a divorce. 30-year mortgage doesn't make a lot of sense in this economy to me. I'm not telling you no. I'm telling you no about what I'm saying and know that your payments could be a lot lower. And while you're younger, that money could be funneled into your retirement plans and do you well. But again, be careful. Elon Musk is joining in on the Free Britney campaign. Something's weird about that story. I know there's a conservatorship. I know that when she was young, she shaved her head. I know that she dated, a, married a, a dancer who she's still giving alimony to, who helped raise her kids, who made kids with her. But there's something just weird right now. Like she's coming across as too much of a hero. I feel like we're being manipulated. Um, a lot of people are buying homes now. And when they're buying homes, the market is completely changed. And what I mean by that is a lot of people are offering deals in cash, but they're also going over asking. With interest rates rising, the economy returning, it will be interesting to watch the housing market. We probably are hitting a peak right now. Uh, did you secure my new home that I grabbed? It was an all-cash offer. I didn't even think about a 30-year because I knew I'd be competing against 30 years. I could wipe everyone who's bidding them with a 30-year mortgage off the table. I could wipe everyone with a 15-year. Then I knew that the only thing left was other people with cash offers. I did the, you're not supposed to do that. You buy it with no contingencies. It could have a bad roof. It could have termites. It could have a lot of problems going on. You put a large amount of earnest money into the deal. Or the buyer's like, okay, if they pull out, I get to keep this and resell the home. Uh huh. So real estate's changing right now. And this is kind of new territory for how ridiculous we are. But with a supply and demand issue of not a new home, a lot of homes being built, and then there's a regular buildings fall down, buildings burn down, buildings get flooded. We're not keeping up with demand. And we like immigration in the United States. We like the low cost of labor that brings into the country and the labor that does jobs that we don't typically want to do. Um, I know you're saying that's a controversial statement. I don't like immigration. Those people are taking my jobs. But I'm telling you, our economic system likes it. In my opinion. So the housing thing's not going away. The demand. Paying cash putting a higher percentage of earnest money down, letting the seller pick the closing date, um, letting the seller leave their junk saying, I'll clean up the house for you. Just give me the keys on your way out. Things that are kind of ridiculous in the world of real estate. We're kind of going, yeah, I can see why you would do that. Bill Cosby got out of jail. Did we ever talk about that last week? Um. And again, just showing you prosecutors who make mistakes. So take a look at the markets right here, right now. We're lower on the Dow in the S&P 500. The Nasdaq's struggling to stay in the green. The Russell 2000's lower. Oil prices are hurting the markets psychologically and physically. When we consume higher price oil, we have less money to spend, whether it be an airline for profits, 
or there'd be you and I after our gas tank on vacation on 4th of July. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'll put up fresh market commentary next week, not this week. I'll take that off, but you can find it at YouTube Rob Black Show.